Hello, everybody. This is Jack Garno, and welcome back to A Reason for Hope Candid, where we bring everyday people into our conversations on faith, hope, and love. Candid features conversations with people on our team here at Array of Hope, in addition to friends, colleagues, and professionals within the Catholic social sphere, where we get real about living out the Catholic faith and ask the tough questions. So our last Candid episode was part one of Things to Know About Getting Engaged, where Mariama, Ryan, A.B., and I discussed engagement and what it's been like preparing for our lives as Catholic husbands. So we're very excited to let you know that this episode is going to feature the second and final part of this interview. So let's dive right into it. Enjoy. grilling you with some hard questions. I have some fun questions. Oh, oh no. I mean, all of these are these fun are for fun, me. Right? <laughs> these are all fun, right? They're all fun. They're all you. Uh, what are your wedding colors? No, I'm kidding. Oh, God. Actually, we Rainbow. went over this last night. This yes. Okay. Awesome. Ryan's got the answer, so I actually will ask that. What are your wedding colors, folks? Ryan? Uh, I guess, like, black and white and uh, some greenery and, and then a little bit of red and gold uh you know we're talking like just minimalist chic uh you know <laughs> never stop a, a queen king um you know all, all these royalty all royalty uh above everyone else no uh, i think like black and white and gold i i think okay. yeah. when are you getting married uh june okay. june so 11th. summer wedding yeah, summer wedding yeah okay. yeah it's like you know, chic, old yeah. New York kind of... Uh, Getting married in New York. In New York, yeah. Mm. Kind of that, that vibe. Oh, okay. New York existing in black and white kind of okay. feel. Old Hollywood. What I mean, what are the men wearing? What are you wearing? Did you choose your tux or whatever? I did. I, I uh, uh, This past weekend, I went for uh, oh, wow. the old sizing. Uh, <laughs> got sized up and down. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, yeah, I got... Uh, it's... Uh, no, it's, no it's, wonder you've been eating salads lately. <laughs> <laughs> I had a salad today. Yesterday was was chicken cutlet and and uh, penne vodka in a wrap. It's all about balance. <laughs> so it's like, He's yeah, watching. it's always one step from the grave. But uh, yeah, step forward, three steps back. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I, in case she's listening to this, I don't want to say what it is. Just like for a little mystery, as Jack oh, was saying. There you go. Yeah, but it's, it's heavily yeah, uh, Harrison Ford themed. Wow. Oh, okay. yeah. I love that. Yeah. All right, A.B., Jack, do you know your colors? Well, all I know is that uh, I'll be wearing a tux, and Sarah's picked out her dress, and she just went with my sisters and the other bridesmaids this past weekend. Well, it's been a whole, it's been multiple weekends, but for the bridesmaids' dresses, I think they're going to be navy. Um, yeah, nice. that, that's about all I know. I should probably know the other stuff. I think that the flower arrangements are going to be kind of like a rose and white sort of, yeah. I'm not really sure what you call that in in florist talk, but you white, also got white a rose, <laughs> <laughs> rose and white, white rose. Yeah. I would assume it's like white rose and like just greens, right? I feel yeah, like green, I feel like, that's like the super, pink, but yeah. like rose. I mean, yeah, I like the yeah, pink, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've also got a summer wedding. Your end of summer, your early summer. Yeah, yeah. Most likely, it's going to be fall. I mean, unfortunately, we don't have a date yet. We don't have colors. <laughs> I mean, it's we're okay. still pretty, uh, you know, early on the stage, but um, yeah. yeah, most likely black and white, you know, simple. Uh, definitely down South Jersey in the on the beach. Nice. Yeah, yeah, there. nice. 
So uh, that's as far as we got. Nice. It's a vibe, as they say. Wow. Way to go. I didn't even write that down. You guys answered that. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm loving this. I think we should make this a thing. I do, too. Just yeah. the same. Okay. <clears throat> as long as the relationships <laughs> last. <laughs> <laughs> what did you just say? It's all right, because there's 8 billion people in the world. Right? Yeah, that's right? true. Oh, we'll, keep, we'll keep finding uh, new people to talk about. Sarah, we'll, air this <laughs> we'll air this after you get married so that the, the covenant's already there. Yes. The promise yes, is exactly. already there. Then it's on her. If you, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, sucker. Ap- <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Sucker. After okay. every episode, there's 8 billion people in the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's the most unromantic thing you can ever say is that, like, I could fall in love with anyone else. But it also is the most romantic thing to say, like, no, but I choose you. Right, right, yeah. I think that, like, as a girl, that's something I've had to grapple with is, like, the person I love is choosing me more than, like, just feeling love for me. But, like, God also chooses us, right? Like, like Mm. love is a... is a free will choice, yeah. right? If God was a tyrant and said, like, you have to love me, you have to go to mass, you have to do what I say because mm-hmm. that's how I love, he wouldn't be God. Right. It's a free will choice and it's our response. And so mm-hmm. it's your fiance's and your response to your fiance's love, mm-hmm. that constant in the psychology world, attunement to the other oh. is what <laughs> is what uh, fosters intimacy and is actually love it keeps you in check too right to earn that because yeah they can go out and find somebody else so you know i mean approximately three more months yeah (laughs) for you yeah Yeah, Yeah, i got some time to ruin it (laughs) (laughs) starting with today yeah i mean every second every moment you always have to do that you know that's can't just give up who has done more of the planning for the wedding you or your fiance or has it been equal what would you say Oh, totally equal. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I think we should all have the same answer. Not even close. All right, yeah. one, two, three, and then just say your name. There it is. <laughs> Sarah. Yeah, Corinne for sure. Yeah. April. I think that's definitely one of the differences between men and women is uh, a lot of us women have been thinking about our wedding since, you know, we played Barbies at five, year old, three mm. or five years old, yeah. uh, whereas it becomes more of a reality to men, in my understanding. The older you get, you're not, you're thinking about it. Ah, oh, yeah, I will get married. You know, eventually. Yeah. They don't really have that set in Legos, yeah. Um. No. <laughs> I mean, the no. the funny thing is, is that uh, she she was like, she and I had this understanding. All right, let's do this together. Everything's gonna be equal, and you know, I'm I'm happy about that until we're like looking at venues and churches or, you know, uh, this and that, and it just so happens like. I pick one, and then she picks one, and then she says, "Like, yeah, I don't, I don't like your choice." <laughs> yeah, and I was like, like "You know, I fine. Just, I'm fine with your choice. Just do it." <laughs> yeah, like we'll be there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I know the date. <laughs> show up. <laughs> I, I know where the location is. Yeah, yeah. I think men appreciate being brought into the conversation, though. Like, hey, like yeah. you know, Sarah just went for invitations yeah. yesterday in Morristown, and you know, she was she knows what she wants. But she came to me. She was like, "Hey, I just want to make sure this is this is cool with you." I was like, "Yeah, this is great. This is beautiful." And it's like it's both of your wedding, so oh, yeah. like yeah. it is. It's not like yeah, you just push yeah. one person to the side. It's interesting though the attention to detail that women have versus mm. the attention to detail that men have in weddings in general. Yeah, de- yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I like being brought into it, but I think yeah. it's also like just guys generally. It, it's like a. Um, you know, we want to, like, make them happy and, right. and provide yeah. and do things that will make them happy. So, like, I really do think that um, 
it's just a matter of like, is that, will that decision on the the card where our names are or the plate arrangement will that make you happy then then i'm all in i, I do i care if the plate is black or if it's yeah. gold or white no not at all that doesn't mean i don't care about the wedding yeah it's i'm yeah. aware that this it's yeah. for us but it's right. um it's a shared dream but it's not like i i, I don't care about the party Exactly. You know what I mean? Right. It, yeah. It's you want to get wet, married. Yeah. Yeah. What are you about to say? Get whipped? <laughs> <laughs> no, get a wedding. Oh, get... <laughs> Which is even worse. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> Anywho, uh, whoops, Freudian slip. Uh, yeah, I don't care about the plates. I care about them. Um, For our next but, question, yeah. what are you most looking forward to? In marriage, <laughs> Ryan. Well, well, like I said, uh, Harrison Ford makes me think of Indiana Jones. This makes me think of whips. Um, no. I mean, the joke answer is that people will stop asking when you're getting married. That's definitely uh, okay. going to be a plus when people yeah. stop asking. Because I think that does also cloud your judgment in the whole process of like, when are you going to get engaged? When are you going to ask her? Blah, blah, blah. And then. I know for me, mm. it's kind of like, no, like this is, I want it to be my own true thought and, and feeling and, and decision. So tuning everybody out um, will be nice when when uh, the wedding is over. But um, most looking forward to, um, I think it's, I, I don't know. I've never been married. Uh, we'll, we'll confirm that in the premarital investigation. <laughs> but... Um, it's like when you're in college, you're having a great time. I had a, I had a good experience. And, um, you know, now there's times where I, I miss it. All friends, no responsibilities. That's so cool. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, like everybody's around. But there was, I remember senior year, it was just kind of like, okay, all right, all right. Like, I want to start my life. I almost feel like held back. Let's get to May and then I can start looking for a job and then and then figuring out the rest of my life. And I think it's it's kind of... It's it, it's that feeling. It's like the ending of when Harry met Sally. When he's like, when you meet the person you want to spend the rest of your life with, you want the rest of your life to start to start immediately. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit of that feeling of just like, all right, all right, enough of this. Like, let's just let's get going on on our lives. And yeah. so your life keeps evolving, and you want to be a part of it. And I think it's if it's right, then it's it's an exciting. All right, let's go in yeah. basic. Terms. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I can't wait to see what happens, you know, because it's it's God's calling for our lives to be husbands, right? You know, and so that's our vocation. I can't wait to see what God has in store for us, you know, and, and especially for me, I can't wait to move out of my parents' basement. <laughs> <laughs> I you second know? that. What's it? You second that? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, uh, I'm, you know, a 27 year old grown man living in my mom's basement. You know, it's, it's time to... It's time to move out, Jack. But uh, there's nothing wrong with that basement. Well, hey, man, you know, I saved a lot of money, paid off my student debt. <laughs> exactly. You know, God bless my parents, man. But, um, but I, you know, I think also, you know, just for some privacy, sometimes, you know, sometimes privacy can there's there, you don't have it, and it could be a blessing too. You know, it helps keep you pure, chaste, which is a good thing for sure. But then sometimes when we want to be intimate and have like an intimate conversation, let's say there's not much privacy unless it's like super late at night when family's asleep. And uh, again, just, just to see what God has in store, you know, like, you know, what, what are our kids going to be like? You know, I can't wait to go to Joey or uh, Susie's softball, baseball game, basketball tournament, you know, <laughs> maybe I'll be coaching. I'll be down the third baseline coaching, man. You know, that's, that's the dream, man. Well, you know, you guys all pretty much touched on all the points. Um, you know, I'm really excited to just, you know, just start on this new chapter. I mean, it's the unknown. It's uh, it's like a 
expecting not knowing what to expect because everything's going to be a mystery. Everything's going to be uh, your first time. So it's, it's, it's exciting. Like everything that's happened to you in the <clears throat> past, just don't even look back. Just keep moving forward because this is the person you're going to write this new book with, you know, mm. this new adventure. It's also, yeah, it, and it not, I keep kind of going towards like the bad of it, which I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't Ryan's mean to here do. as a cautionary tale. Yeah. yeah, am I talking myself out of it? I don't know. Um, <laughs> The, the forever part is interesting because it's like, what other decision do you make aside from, you know, clearing your, your spam on Gmail and it's like delete forever question mark? You're like, whoa, geez, I don't know. Maybe there's some coupon in there that I actually need. Um, and you give it a once over. But it's it's the one thing that is that you decide on that is forever. You know, like with school, it's just four years or whatever you want that to be or a job. You're like, yeah, I can always get another one. It's good for now. So this is like the first time that you're deciding on something that isn't like, this is good for now. This is good forever, uh, which is a a pretty... uh, Takes a lot of trust. Yeah. 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 And I I also wanted to point out that uh, that thing that you just said about uh, kind of not doubting yourself, but like questioning. I think that's a healthy thing because you're not 100% sure of everything. And to make sure that you're 100% of everything, you have to question yourself. Yeah, with any decision, you kind of check yourself and yeah. you play mm-hmm. both sides of it. The old Venn diagram um, <laughs> charts. <laughs> Corinne, I guess you're in the middle of this uh, Venn diagram there, which is, I guess, is the good spot, um, right? I, I don't remember. Um, I got I to gotta draw one up. Venn diagram on if Venn diagrams are helpful. <laughs> Pros and cons list. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pie yeah. charts. Googles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, you know, question yourself. People will ask. And I think that's also the good thing of people like, so when... You know, it gets annoying when people are like, so are you going to get married or whatever? But it does help you kind of do mental checks of, of you know, asking yourself, am I ready for this? And is this something I want to do and, and why? Um, yeah. So it's all, it's healthy to kind of go through that. It is Definitely. Healthy. Yeah. And there, there's one more thing I wanted to touch on. I remember Dr. David Hyduck, who is our theological director here. I remember him <laughs> saying about marriage that when, when he got married, it was almost like he found himself, you know? And I'm not saying that, like, we haven't found ourselves in certain ways, but what will the voca- our vocations as husbands be? How will that further reveal the person that God created us to be? It's something to be excited about. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like that, uh, you know, you've, when you find your other half, you become whole. There exactly you go. What you said. Yeah. yeah, thank you, AV. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> exactly what I was trying to say. Yeah, but yeah. it's true. Like we find ourselves, we're made for community in general. So when you're in the vocation of marriage, you're in a family community. In relationship to the other, it is revealed more of who you are, right? So in your fiancés, with your fiancés, in conversation with them and how you sacrifice for them and how they sacrifice for you, you guys learn more about your capacity to love and your capacity to probably fall short of loving as well, right? So it it is in this relationship with the other that you learn that. Yeah, I got a few more questions for you guys today. Um, I guess these two questions kind of go together. What has been the most fun part of the engagement process slash what has been the thing you've loved the most about preparing for marriage? I think for me, just seeing how excited Sarah is mm. prepping for the wedding, you know, because she's done most of the prep and just seeing how excited she is about it. As you said earlier, Mariama, girls dream about their wedding day from 
four years old, maybe earlier, who knows? And uh, it's just, it's just, it's a blessing to see her so excited and, and she's, she's really good at it. Yeah. I think everyone always says like when, when you get engaged, like, oh boy, like the, all the cliches, like there's just every cliche in the book of like, oh, like just joking about how you hate your wife or hate your husband. That's like supposed to be funny. But then there's also <laughs> like the jokes about like how the engagement process is terrible and just wait and like, oh, she's going to transform and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I mean, I guess luckily I've had the same experience where it it's not that I've been like ecstatic about the actual process of it because it's you have to try to think of a lot of things. There's a lot yeah. of stuff going on. You got to get your paperwork in order and all that. There's There's too much money involved. Uh, which is so silly, but um, yeah, I think just the fact that Corinne has has taken the reins of this and 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 done it so well and and has just like just created this wonderful future party mm -hmm. um, and is so excited about it. It just makes me excited about it, yeah, uh, more than I thought I I would be. Um, and then just like a silly trivial thing is like it it buys you so much time, like you. Not this is not the reason to get engaged, but you are set with like gifts in the future. Like you do not, <laughs> you buy that ring and you propose. You, I got Corinne a Ghostbusters sweatshirt for Christmas. That is for like twenty dollars. So you, you're set. <laughs> There's so much you're like, time. Hey, I got you. A Remember that time I proposed with <laughs> yeah. this really big diamond? Yeah, like Merry Christmas. Yeah. I forgot. Like you're set. You you just just totally bought yourself so much time. You're you're not in the doghouse. You are you are just you've gotten so many points that you could start working yourself down. Oh. You know, experience points. That's not true. Well, the, the sweatshirt is true, but <laughs> but yeah, like it's not about gifts. It's, you're saving up for no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, you re. It's, I was. It reorients uh, your priorities. Exactly. You, you see like what, because I don't know, you, you know when you're dating, it, you you try to use that opportunity as a love language and if if that's what you want to do. But um, actually, uh, mm -hmm. when I was planning the whole thing, um, I, you know, it was it was set. I, I, I was like, all right, I, I can do this. I have it all in my head. I'm going to do this perfectly. But then, yeah, when I got on that one knee, I literally blanked. I'm like holding up the uh, <laughs> I'm holding up the box and the and the ring and I just couldn't say anything. But she just like yeah yeah she couldn't say anything. Yeah. But she was like nodding her head. Yeah. And then we're just like literally communicating and like nodding heads and all that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I guess that's what surprised me is that you have like this perfect um, plan, but then nothing ever really goes to plan. Yeah. But in a way it's perfect. Yeah. Because you guys have us have like an understanding of what's going on and we just agreed to be together forever. Yeah. And that's that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I still can't believe I didn't say anything. No, I I feel you, man. It's like you get numb at that point. Yeah. You know, when you're ready to drop the knee, you're just numb. I don't even think I was it wasn't that I wasn't nervous, but I wasn't like shaking in my boots. I was just numb. We went to one of our favorite places, uh, St. Joseph's Shrine. We we love it there. That was the first place Sarah said, told me that she loved me. You know, so I was like, this is this is the place. And they got, you know, it's it's just a beautiful piece of property, and uh, it's a special place for us. But we get there, we're, we're saying some prayers like we usually do, and then you know, I, I dropped the name. I'm like, you know, Sarah, will you marry me? And I like, I didn't even hear what she said, so I had to like ask her again, like, hey, did you say yes? <laughs> I mean, at least you said something. Yeah. The only words that came out of my mouth was, are you going to say yes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit like the opening scene of of uh, Saving Private Ryan when <laughs> Tom Hanks, <laughs> not not the death, but with Tom Hanks's hearing just goes and he's kind of just looking around and there's like, yeah. just like that. Yeah. You're just kind of, again, it's not a nervousness. It's just kind of this ultra awareness of everything that's going mm. on and, and you're so tuned in that certain senses are working, some aren't. Yeah. And then you're still like, there's still like a nook in the, in your head. Like, is this, will she like that I'm yeah. doing this right now here right. this way? Right. So yeah. it's like fighting yeah. all the expectations because all you want is for her to experience this wonderful memory. But it's, then you realize, I think the surprising thing is that they just wanted you to ask. So, yeah. And then sometimes it's also, you, I feel like you maybe even realize that maybe they said to you that they, before you asked, they thought this would be a great moment to even ask. You know, like, so huh. sometimes there's like even like a uh, an energy thing yeah. where even, you know, it just is totally right. And there's kind of beauty in the ordinary and, and simplicity right. uh, 100%. Of, of the whole yeah, experience. I, I, yeah. I mean, like, um, I don't know if she feel, felt the same way, but I thought it was perfect the way it was, you know, um, even though I kind of butchered it. Because, um, you know, uh, I was we were on a beach. We were waiting for the sunset to, to set. Yeah. And uh, right at the... Right at the right time, that's when I went on one knee, and in my head, I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the words, but it just wouldn't come out, and I just see her, just like crying, and uh, oh, she's man. anticipating it, and she's just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yes. hey man, it, actions speak louder than words, so there you, you know, go. there you go. I, I, you, you nailed it, man. You definitely nailed it. I don't think you messed it up. You I mean, you me? got the right answer. <laughs> Let the ring do the talking. Yeah, I, I think it did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I think it was more of the box. Sweatshirt. The box? I think it was the box. Yeah. Not, oh, did it have a light? <laughs> yeah, it's got LED lights. It's oh, got right. made out of wood. It's like this thin. Oh. And it opens up. When you open it up, the lights pop up and the ring kind of just twists. Oh, cool. Whoa, okay. really? Wow. Okay. That's why you didn't need to Dang speak. It. You were like, it yeah. twirls. I'm over here with a regular box like a fool. I got it from I got it from Etsy. <laughs> well, that's the cool thing about being a girl is you just wait. So, I mean, it's equally different and painful, but like, I didn't even know that that would be something that would be a stressor for men. I guess like if I thought about it, probably. Yeah. You're also spending a ton of money on a ring and you want them to like it. And it's like, are they lying? Is this really what they like? Mm. Like, yeah. is it big? Or is it too small? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like a whole stress. So you just want it to be perfect uh, yeah. or at least tolerable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everybody. We got some exciting news. We have a whole new Array of Hope app and channel, a video destination where everyone can find meaningful and inspiring videos and resources to help bring them closer to God. This is available on your desktop, Roku, Apple TV, iPhones, and Android mobile phones and tablets. This channel has movies, short, faith-filled segments, live events, and programs. You've got to check it out. Sign up by going to watch.arrayofhope.net and then download the app at the App Store by just typing in Array of Hope. What are some things that you think that engaged couples or people who want to get engaged should talk about before getting engaged or during the engagement process that's like you think is crucial to talk about before marriage? Just making sure your values are aligned. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. like, I don't know, you can have a great laugh with people. You can get along. I, you know, I have a lot of friends that I don't agree with 
whether it's political or, or whatever, mm-hmm. we'll always be friends. But I, you know, it's like, ah, I'm not, I'm not going to marry that person. Yeah. And it's just because then it's just a snowball effect of like, well, how does, how will this person, if we do have children, uh, teach our kids and, yeah. and what will they teach them? Uh, trying not, I'm trying even not to get political or whatever right now, but you know, it, I think just having your views aligned because if, if they're just completely different, it's really tough to, it's, it's tough to know how much time you want to spend trying to convince somebody to, and not even, you don't want to convince them. You want them to genuinely kind of believe the same things you do. Not that yeah. people can't change, but there's just a fundamental issue there that if you're, if you're not in alignment on, on your faith or, or, you know, things that truly matter to you, you really have to start thinking, is it worth your time? I yeah. think. Yeah, you got to go in not wanting the person to change, right? I mean, people are going to change. People are yeah. going to change, but I've been told that. And it's very solid advice. Yeah. That would you be okay with marrying the person that you're with right now if they never change the rest of their life? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there is a difference between changing and improving. So you always w- would want your your spouse to improve, not change. Yeah. So I guess, and I guess it's it's how do you define improving? And so your values define that essentially, right? So right. I mean, for me, change really kind of comes to you uh, yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you're mm-hmm. saying, okay, well, honey, you need to change this, this, and that. That's like the worst thing you could say. Yeah. What you can do is help her to become that better version. Yeah. Without being um, negative or condescending, because that that also kind of makes you look pretentious, self-righteous. Yeah. Right, right. Well, like changing is saying, I don't like how you are right now. I want you to be different. Improving is saying, listen, I love the person that you are. Mm -hmm, And I know that we are just going to keep growing together and that we can get more virtuous. We can get more, we both, right? Improving is just improving upon the natural things you love about someone. Change is like, I actually don't like you the way you are, I want you to believe something different. I want you to be more like me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Where like yeah. you have to love someone for their similarities to you, like the non-negotiables you talked about, the religion and politics and those type of things. Um, and then there are negotiables, right? Like, um, I don't know, liking pasta mm-hmm. or like what's your right. favorite food, right? Like, like, would you like to eat out more often? It's a, it's a dangerous balance because you don't want to, be the person that's like, I'm perfect. I don't need to improve. Right. You need to be aligned with my values and stuff like that. It, and I don't mean that in any way. It's just evaluate, evaluating those yeah. person's values and being like, hmm, you know, and, and if certain topics, you can kind of show them what you mean rather than be like explain or as people like to say mansplain or all that nonsense, which is just another way of just silencing different groups of people, uh-huh. or whatever. I'm in but, a room full of mansplainers today. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Well, that's yeah. the name yeah. of this new podcast. Is, uh, mansplaining. mansplaining with the men of Aramo. <laughs> a reason for mansplainers. <laughs> yeah. A reason for the patriarchy. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you can convince anybody that eating out at a restaurant is better than cooking or or eating in is better than going out. Yeah. You know, but if if you have like a fundamental, if you fundamentally disagree on like abortion and and or something as serious as that or whatever, then that's just something to look into. You know, you can talk about that and debate it. But um, ultimately, you just kind of start to think differently about who you're bringing into mm. your life and, and 
the children that are going to be involved and and yeah like what are you going to be exposing them to or you know and that, yeah. that's you yeah know. and and how you you plan on living out your life of holiness yeah how how you're going to incorporate Jesus into your relationship yeah. so that you are shooting for the highest good and that's unique to every relationship how you you are living that out mm-hmm. through loving your spouse and loving your children and and your profession and and your hobbies and whatever you you might have um going for you but always pointing your spouse and your family towards Jesus you know and trying to point yourself at the same time towards Jesus because he is he is perfection and we have to you know he said you know be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect and that was that was uh father angelus montgomery that was his episode earlier on this podcast and so we have a, a duty to even though we're not perfect and he doesn't expect us to be perfect jesus that is we have a duty to strive for that perfection and to improve as you were saying ab to improve in our journey of holiness right right yeah. and like what you're saying about you know trying to be perfect and um that's a good thing because you know we have kids that are coming coming our way to emulate us and watching our our every move. Yeah, yeah. So we have to try to be that perfect person. We know that it's hard to live out the Catholic faith in this current climate in this current culture. So yeah, you, that's for sure. And like marriage, right? Uh, I think it was Sister Lucia. The final battle between Satan, mm-hmm. right, is going to be in the family. So we know that, and we see that families are being attacked in um, the culture, right? There's a high divorce rate. Um, I'm a my parents are divorced. Like I know so many people that are mm-hmm. divorced and everything. Like. Marriage is attacked because of many different things, right? There's so many things going on in the culture. And so when you guys are making this decision, the decision you have made uh, and the covenant you're about to enter into, you've mm-hmm. chosen a partner to f- combat that spiritual battle that you guys yeah. are going to encounter that Satan is going to try and rip apart. So it's very crucial to have these conversations with people, especially on your morals and the, the non-negotiables they say in dating, right? Like uh, talking about kids, like are you open to life? What is your stance on abortion? What does it mean to you to be Catholic? And agreeing on those fundamental things because it only gets harder yeah. spiritually. I don't want to say marriage is hard, right? That's not what I'm saying. It is, but it's not. You know, you have a lot of grace there. But like Satan will attack you in different ways. He'll be tempted in different ways. So you need a partner that is willing to understand that battle and to fight it with you. And like, you don't want to be at odds. You don't want to fight. Yeah, because the, the, the family is the most important thing here on earth, you know, yeah. whether it be a spiritual family in a parish or, mm-hmm. or a domestic family at home, which is is reflect reflective of the church as the domestic church. Because just as St. John Paul II said, as the family goes, so goes the nation and so goes the whole world. Yeah. And so is the three degrees of separation, right? One person on average knows about a thousand people over the course of their life. And then that puts you another person away from a million people and then a third person away from a billion people. So the effect that you're having on your children and how you're raising them to act in the world is only, in theory, three people away from reaching a billion people. Like, that's crazy. And so it's almost like an immense weight on our shoulders as human beings, whether whether you have a family or not. Um, And again, the family can be you know, children here on earth or can be spiritual children if, if you're a priest or, a, a, you know, a sister or you're in the religious life or if you're dedicated to the single life. So it's so it's so important to strive to be perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect because mm-hmm. society depends upon it. Yeah. 
And, yep. and unfortunately, I think society is selling that the family marriage is ridiculous. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not worth the heartache. It's not worth loss. It's not worth... Um, the struggles you will inevitably The struggles, the sacrifice. It's not worth waking up on Saturday and going to soccer. It's not worth... All, it, what, what true happiness is, is sitting in your apartment by yourself. With your cat... Being kids. A, being, yeah, being a king or a queen or whatever, and, and you're perfect. You don't need to improve. You're you're perfect the way you are, and that's Self-love. it. Self-love. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. It, like that is true happiness. And every you know commercial or show, like the parents are idiots or they're just <laughs> yeah, yeah. unkept and they're tired. And like every show that comes out, I get the realism of it. Like it's yeah. some it's interesting. I, like I love film. So it's interesting to see movies where – you know, maybe it's about a couple that's trying, then they get divorced. Part of me is like, oh, I actually do like that because then your people do see that it. If you have divorced parents, like, oh yeah, it, you feel seen, yeah, so to speak. Yeah. But when it's just every movie now, it's no longer art. It's it's just yeah. like it's it's, it's like a trope. This, it's like it's, a- yeah, it's just being like, hey, guess what? This doesn't work. It's an outdated silly thing that we used to do to yeah. get acquire land yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah. why even yeah. bother? True happiness is just. Work, even though work and corporations are bad and all that stuff is so bad, work and that's where your that's where your meaning comes from. And find your truth and always change your truth and right. and never sacrifice and never yeah. be annoyed. And like, I think you know when you say marriage is hard or, or but not really. It's like well, like what is sacrifice is hard. You know, it's not like yeah. no one's going like woohoo! I can't wait to. To sacrifice, you know, sometimes, yeah, yeah when it's easy, sometimes sacri- sacrifice can be a little sacrifice or whatever, you know. But uh, <laughs> a lot of times it's just annoying or it's tough, but you grow from that. And, and uh, yeah. again, not everyone's called to get married. And, and there's, like you said, there's yeah. a call to single life. And um, yeah. I remember seeing an interview with Linda Ronstadt um, <laughs> and she was asked about like, you know, why didn't you ever get married? And she, she kind of laughed it off and was just like, I just knew that it was just something I could, I could never do. It just wasn't yeah. for me. And like the reporter kind of laughs it off. Like, oh, but you were with all these, you know, famous guys during that time. And she was like, eh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they'd put up with me. She kind of laughed it off. <laughs> but I was like, wow, that's actually pretty admirable that if she really did feel that she couldn't do it and chose not to, then that's actually, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. And I think yeah. people need to like, and that's sacrifice. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. sure like everyone yes. wants to fall in love. Everybody yeah. wants to part of them wants to feel touch and uh, feel wanted. Um, And so to recognize that and go, actually, you know, I, as much as I may want that, I think I'd be a detriment to that marriage Yeah, Mm -hmm. is is a pretty powerful thing. Yeah. But that would be like, this is my saucy opinion. Sorry to put it on record. (laughs) But then if you know, you never want to get married, then you should never date. Cause the natural end of dating is, is marriage, right? It's either one of two things. That's my saucy opinion on it, but you're right. Like it, is a profound choice to get married. And the culture puts all of these examples for us that are just awful. It's especially bad for men. So I'm glad that you guys are mm-hmm. being interviewed here because you think of all of the popular fathers in film. They're either absent, one, mm-hmm. um, or they're dunces. Um, like they just, they're kind of like dopes. They don't know how to father, right? The mother is really overpowering, right? She tells everyone what to do. And the father is just seen as like this kind of like goofy guy um, that has no authority. And it's the exact opposite of how God created it in general Mm -hmm. to be like the head of the household, but also as husbands, right? Like 
it is loving to like be in a in a relationship with your wife and to step into your role as a husband and a father and not allow just whatever to happen to happen and not be this goofy like and let the kids run it like but the culture this is what they portray i don't know what i'm trying to say but yeah, like well, modern yeah, family I, is like a great example of that like phil dumpy love him love him yeah i'm a great he's character like, yeah but <laughs> <laughs> it's a great now yeah there's no sense of hierarchy anymore i mean mm-hmm. it, you can disagree or agree but uh there will always be some type of hierarchy i'm i mean obviously yep. you have your kids then you have your mom then your dad or you know equally your mom and dad but nowadays it's like, oh, uh, the kids can just talk back and, uh, you know, like if yeah, the, friends the, with your kids, you know, right? Yeah. right. Yeah. Or the, uh, the, the, the kids will, um, I don't know, call, uh, social services because they got whipped. But back in those days, I was like, that's discipline. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, my mom's yeah. discipline was making me eat lima beans and sit at the table until I ate it. <laughs> making you healthier. So it was more of a dietary punishment <laughs> <laughs> that's good uh yeah we got soap uh <laughs> i would have gladly uh taken the lima beans no, I'm, kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding but yeah like thinking about how the culture portrays marriage and how it just it's in such a negative light no wonder people in the culture are like i'd rather um i'm be in love alone. with myself yeah or you think about like music right where we have a band jack you're part of the band like um the love songs we have or that, I mean, I love music as well. And right, we have people like Taylor Swift. We have all these people who like they make big bucks out of their own heartbreak. But you can mm-hmm. you can belabor that point of like love is heartbreak. Love at all is to be vulnerable, as we said with C.S. Lewis, and you will have your heart broken. But it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And it's not like like not in the world's way of getting broken, brokenness through sin mm-hmm. and degradation. Mm-hmm. But like to be broken open. To sacrifice like Jesus sacrifices. Mm. Love is worth it. And the culture says it's not. The culture says, you know what? Like you were saying, you just stay at home. You get animals as children. You only cleave to those animals. Though those animals will break your heart. They will die. They may leave you. They may pee on your couch. There may be so many things that hurt you from them. But like that seems more worthy to the culture than cleaving yourself to another human. And that's almost terrifying. That reminds me, this whole conversation reminds me of a Dostoevsky quote that has haunted me to this day. I read it in Frankl's A Man's Search for Meaning, right? And Dostoevsky says, there is one thing that I fear most in life, and that is not to be worthy of my sufferings. And it's like, whoa, dude. (laughs) Not to be worthy of your sufferings. But then you think about it, it's like, who was most worthy of their suffering? Jesus Christ on the cross. And so the suffering that God has given to you in your vocation is really your reflection of of Christ in the world, right? You are reflecting love as agape, the most perfect love, right? Because love has different faces. We can have eros or we can have phileo or uh, storgi. You can have the love between a man and a woman and affectionate love and brotherly love. But if those don't follow the love that is agape, if they don't submit to agape, they become devils in themselves. And so agape is that sacrificial love and it most 
represents the father and his son here on earth. You know, the father giving of his son, the son giving of his life to the father, and then the spirit that comes forth between them. Hmm. But that, you know, that Dostoevsky quote is crazy. I told my dad that one time. He was like, whoa, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any pictures in that book, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want to yeah. see the pictures. <laughs> Gosh, man. Yeah, no, no, but yeah. it's so true. Jeez. <laughs> that is, yeah. I, I guess that that's, again, like talking about like advice for people that are engaged and whatnot and like how to figure out if it's right or whatever. I think that's that's another th good thing to add to it is do they see the value in motherhood or in fatherhood? Do they think it's yeah. toxic? Um, yeah. Obviously, we're not talking about like spanking and stuff like that, but right. just being a, a man or just being a woman and do they recognize their the importance of their roles? Yeah. Do they want to prioritize something outside of the family mm -hmm. more than their children? You know, are they better off with an, a, a fish or a dog? You know, like, do they do they really care? Is it like, you know, every circumstance is different. Um, you know, everybody has their own struggles financially and whatnot. That's, yeah, that's yeah, totally understandable. Right. But yep. at the very core, do they recognize the importance of their roles in the marriage and in uh, the family? Respect. All right, guys. So last question for the podcast episode. Any words of advice for fellow engaged couples or people who are looking to get engaged? What wisdom would you impart on them? For me, shoot for the highest good. You know, be the best you can be, you know, in your role in life. Just be the best you can be and pray. God will hear your prayer. He always hears your prayer. And uh, trust that he will answer your prayer, you know, according to his will. And strive for the highest good. Again, which, you know, in our Catholic faith is Jesus Christ. So try and live out your life in Christ to the best of your ability. And it's my belief that if you do that, the best possible outcome will occur. If you're living out your best life in Christ, the best possible outcome will occur. And God will reward you for that. You won't have any regrets. You know, and by the end of your life, you'll you'll have given your life to him and he'll welcome you with open arms in, in the promised land. God willing, again, your your spouse, uh, because you want that spouse to be your running partner to heaven. Mm -hmm. So if you're striving for the best possible good, then you're going to attract the person who's also striving for the best possible good, who's living out their best life in Christ. And so... You'll be uh, you'll be on your way to the promised land, man. God's grace. Hey, basically, use this time to become saints. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I would make sure it's not like you're not like. Yeah, hey, I'm. I'm looking to get married. Like I'm looking to looking to get a you know a nice commuter car. I'm in, I'm in the market for a, for a midsize sedan. Um, I would make sure that it's just make sure that it's something you want to do and not something that you think you have to do. Mm. Um, that you think like, just like, oh, well, everyone else is going to college. So I, I have to go to college or everybody yeah. else is, uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. the list goes on and on. So really just make sure it's something that you want to do. Cause you don't mm -hmm. have to at all. This is, right. this is on you. Right. <laughs> and it's once a choice. you, once you choose it, it's on you to make it work. Yeah. Um, it's a commitment to follow your feet and, and with that commitment and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would just say, make sure it's something you want to do and, 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 Think about why you want to do that and for what, um, and that that should make it a little easier because I think it, it it can it's again like we've talked about it's it is a leap of faith to a degree, um, 
Make your Venn diagrams. Do all, do all your pros and cons. Uh, don't show her those that paperwork. Get yourself a shredder, and then once you're done and, and decided, then you can shred it. But uh, yeah, make sure it's, it's something you want to do. Listen or emulate to the uh, older successful married couples. Obviously, they made it that far. So ask any of those questions that's burning inside your head, like how how are you guys so successful? Mm-hmm. And also forgive and forget. You know, every time you guys fight, you just, you always got to do your best to, to just like forgive each other, no matter what you guys are arguing about. It's just not worth it. Most of these uh, older people will say, never go to sleep angry, mm-hmm. never go to bed angry. And uh, me and April, I've been doing that. And, uh, you know, we're just, we're just normal people. We're, uh, you know, we just, we fight, we bicker, we have, you know. But at the end of the day, when we go to bed, it's like, all right, that's it. Wow. Listen to the wisdom in this room. And they're not even married yet. So uh, <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys Just so following much. following the script. <laughs> <laughs> the teleprompter. <laughs> so this has been such a great time with the men of Array of Hope who are engaged I just want to thank you guys again for uh, joining us for this roundtable and giving your wisdom. And um, we hope to see you on the podcast soon. You too, Mariama. Thank you, Mariama. Thank you very much. See you next time on A Reason for Hope Candid. Thank you so much for tuning in. Next week's podcast episode features Mario Costabile's interview with renowned Catholic speaker and author Donna Marie Cooper O'Boyle. If you haven't already, be sure to follow our podcast so you're always in the loop for new releases. Also, make sure to follow Array of Hope on social media and check out our music. You can find all this information in the show notes for this episode. Again, thank you for listening, and we will be with you next week for our interview with Donna Marie Cooper O'Boyle, where we discuss the communion of the saints. Until next time, peace be with you.